2: Party in Vegas, and it probably won't stop anytime soon. Hello, everyone. This is your good friend Patrick O'Dowd, joined by David Ungar, bringing you yet another edition of Hockey Talk. Hockey Talk is a part of the Chair Shot Radio Network on the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. And Dave, we thought this was the result we were going to get. I predicted it happening a game later than it did, as I thought Florida would show more fight. But here we are, Las Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champions in a dominant 9-3 to victory. Everybody got in on the action for the, for the Golden Knights. Gave, gave over by the end of the second period. It was... It was just it was it was stunning to watch. Like I thought that Florida would have some fight. I was wrong. They uh Vegas was not having it. Vegas went up two to nothing after the first period. Florida short scored shortly into the second period. You and I were texting back and forth, being like, Oh, the comeback may be on. And then Vegas poured on three straight unanswered goals to go up five to one, I think, after the third period or after the second period, if I do recall. Maybe it got up to six. Uh, I can't remember how high it got before we got to the third, and, and they just kept going. Like It was bloody. It was brutal. It was a Florida team that was finally, the, like, its pluck could no longer overcome its distinct lack of talent. Like, they just weren't on the same level, and it finally showed through. Like, it just, it did.
1: Yeah, They ran, they ran out of steam. I mean, they ran out of steam to, to uh, Kachuk having a fractured sternum certainly did not help anything. He didn't even play in game five and kudos to him for a heroic effort in game four with that injury uh, playing through that. But yeah, it was, it was evident at the end, Florida had nothing left in the tank and you know, is it,
2: is it weird by the way you were like kudos to Matthew Kachuk playing through that injury and I'm like, fuck that guy. He kind of did it to himself with the way he played. <laughs> That whole series,
1: I guess I see your point, but you know, at that like, point in the series, like, Florida I, had to like, do something. I don't
2: want, I don't want anybody to be like truly like I him with the cracked sternum. Like that sucks. Like oh my god, that's a terrible injury, and you know he'll recover and he'll be okay. Here, here was my big thing about Matthew kuchuk He played like you're like they had to do something throughout the entire series before he got before he before he bounced out due to injury. He did so much reckless attempts at instigating that just failed and he kept trying like if there was one narrative in my mind that I saw for this whole series it was this Florida Panther attempt to make this game dirty ugly and force Vegas into making poor decisions trying to goad them into poor dumb penalties and all it seemed to result in was a Vegas penalty and a or a Florida penalty and a Vegas power play goal. That seemed to be the MO. And Matthew Kachuk tried so hard that he literally injured himself out of the playoffs. Because he was just flying around hitting anybody that moved. And, and there was no rhyme or reason to it. Like I like if I were a fan, I'd be pissed. Like what are you doing, man? And the and here's the thing is as proven in game four, he needs to be on the ice for that team. Like he just did it. And so playing, you know, punishing yourself out of the Stanley Cup finals. I don't know, man. Like I I I, I don't I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it.
1: They weren't going to they weren't going to win. It it didn't matter. I mean, it was clear by the end who the better team was. But he's by... your
2: But he's your best chance to win. Like you like you gotta have that guy on the ice. Yeah. And, and ver- Boston, they should have they should have been beat by Boston. Oh yeah.
1: They should have been beat by Boston. It should they should have they should have been beat by Boston. It, they should have been beat by Toronto. They should have been beat by Carolina. It didn't happen. Um yeah, Vegas, you know, it's just Vegas was a much better team, a, a ridiculously deep team. Um you know, Marsha Salt got the con smite and he deserves it. You know, one of the, uh, one of the original misfits and I love seeing him get it. But uh, to me, honestly, the MVP was Jack Eichel. I mean, I just, well, that guy was Jack involved Eichel with everything. Was just
2: right. And, ja- Jack Eichel, but he didn't get what they would call It's like it, um, like another sports, Jack Eichel didn't get what you would call, uh, the counting stats, you know, like he didn't, but he, he but, was I, and I don't, Which, I don't but mean that's what people vote for yeah I that's what and I don't mean
1: for. to cut you off but I know you and I were texting in game five and Florida got it to two to one and the momentum had flipped completely to Florida right and then you got that really long shift where Vegas just pinned Florida down and broke their will and Eichel was one of the ones who made like the big setup on that and and from that point on when it became three one, it was over. And and I mean, like it was like that, then there was another long shift where Florida was pinned in their zone and they couldn't well, yeah, get, they couldn't get out. That's
2: the thing you gotta remember. The first long shift wasn't a goal. Like it didn't result in a goal. They were they were in there for about two and a half minutes. But what it did, what happened was when Florida went to switch, went to change out. That is when I, I think you're talking about that it, was where Eichel. Eichel then got the yeah. long pass. Uh, I, I don't remember who it was, right at the blue line, who uh, who took it and basically created an odd man rush that resulted in a goal. And then, so technically, that, I mean, the long shift caused the goal, but the long shift didn't result in it. And, and Florida just they they got caught. And then right after that, Vegas backed it up with just another yeah two plus minute shift where they just cycled the puck around, cycling. Oh, just just making the move and wear out. And you just you killed Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky was out of gas by that point. The T like Vegas, it's like you said, they killed their will. They stepped literally saw their on will. their throats.
1: You literally saw their will right.
2: be destroyed in that, what,
1: four minutes? I mean, that was it. Four minutes yeah. turned that whole and game completely
2: around. And then there was nothing left but... The time, like just getting through the 20 minutes right. that we had to get through. Yeah, the, the only year. drama
1: was whether Stone would get his hat trick, which he did. And, he did. you know, they even got a night
2: I was like, I was like,
1: I was kind of glad at the end that Vegas didn't go for the 10th goal. Cause like, all right, enough guys, it's over. They're not trying. And the ninth goal was just kind of like, it just, yeah. I mean, it's like the scrubs were in there and it's like the puck's sitting there in the open net. He's like, well, I got to put it in. I don't blame him.
2: Yeah. Like <laughs> you can't. <sighs> See, I like I think it's really interesting how many people are like, well, you should run up the score. I'm like, you know what? Is it really running up the score if you're playing your nobodies? Like, at some point like just if you're Florida, you still want to play with some heart. You don't want to dirty hit anybody or anything like that, but like and there, and there wasn't that going on. They were
1: they were no, respectful no, towards each other at the end and they no one was taking cheap shots and it was like there's nothing to play for tomorrow. Um and yeah, I thought both teams handled the last 5 minutes pretty well. Uh, just, let's just get through this, um, that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, you were right. Vegas, Vegas won it. I had picked Florida and I was riding destiny and momentum and, and Vegas said no. And, uh,
2: no. And and they emphatically said (laughs) no. Emphatically we're like, we, here is your fucking, here's your fucking comeback. Stick it right up your ass. We are not, we are not having this. And they, and that's awesome. That's what a championship caliber team does. Right a championship caliber team doesn't let the Lester team in like they don't. And I I think it's
1: yeah. And I think game four was, that was the big moment because that's where Vegas was up three, nothing Florida got it back to three, two and it was a, you know, very furious action at the end of the five last 17 seconds. Um, once Vegas weathered that storm, that was kind of it. I think that was Florida's best shot. They score and win that game, and they go back to Vegas 2-2. Okay, we're talking something maybe different, but uh um, right. didn't happen. And, and yeah, Vegas was just the more complete team. Um, Aiden Hill just really kind of came out of nowhere and, and dominated the series. That big save he made in Game 1 actually came back to be a, a turning point in the series. Um, yeah, it's didn't see it coming for a team that when you think about it, man, you think about like the Vegas golden Knights did not even make the playoffs in 2022 or 2021, whatever last year, (laughs) the 2021, 2022 season. Um, and low key. I think that was when they brought in Bruce Cassidy, man, what, what a job that guy did to be just summarily shit on by the Boston Bruins. And then here he is Stanley cup champion.
2: Well, but I got a buddy. He's a, a coworker, actually, just retired. So, congratulations! Yes, a buddy Mike, who just uh, who just Jealous. made it to retirement. Congratulations, sir! I got like 20 years to go. Uh, but he he was it was very he was very kind. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm happy for the guy. Like, I'm happy that he he landed in Vegas and that they got it." He, he even said he's the guy was a good coach. Yes. The expectations in Boston are a little different, and that's that's where you get so. Um, couple other things you talked about the misfits you got. Uh, let's let's talk about a, a couple of things that I find that I thought were cool, and then I want to I want to talk about something that I find kind of silly. Um, I did like that we started for for the first shift in Game Five that he started all original misfits for for Vegas. That was that was a nice cool touch or whatever. But um, can can we stop? I don't know if this is tongue-in-cheek for people, but this whole, like, the long wait is over for the first Stanley Cup for they're, Vegas. You're like, kidding. <laughs> it's, they've, been in, they've been in existence for six years. Can we stop that? Like, can we can we get back to the balance that we create, the imbalance that we create for expansion teams yeah, to where ask, they either make the playoffs in the first year yeah, ask the and or
1: in, Ask the people in Vancouver about it or Winnipeg or right. or um, Nashville <laughs> well, even San Jose.
2: Yeah, I just you know, and I'm sitting there, and I was watching. Um, what was I watching? Oh, just watching the game. And uh, it it it's sad to me that that so many players that were huge on other teams but weren't the guy. And maybe that's the great thing about expansion is they got a chance to be the guy or amongst the guys when it comes to uh, uh, comes to playing on, on Vegas squad. But I, you know, I I couldn't help but be like sigh. I miss you, Alex Petrangelo. He had a good I series. He did. He's he's a good he he and if you ask a lot of people in Saint Louis, he should still be a well uh, that wasn't they, they an ex, were,
1: that was not an expansion thing. That was just No, free no, agency. no.
2: He we let him go. Yeah. We let him go to free agency and, and they, basically from the departure of Petrangelo, every move that Army has made here in Saint Louis has uh has not gone well or as planned. And, you know, you sent a, uh, an all too early power rankings list for, for our, for next year. And not looking good boss for the no. St. Louis blues, not well, looking I, good for the caps. No, I, I did want to s- talk about it in the second half a little bit more. Right. But yeah,
1: I did want to say, uh, from my standpoint, a big congratulations to George McPhee for putting yeah. this team together and fine. Cause I mean, he put together some really good Washington capitals teams who just flamed out, in the playoffs. And, and you know, he had to go when he did and they brought in Brian McClellan. Who's done a very good job for the most part as well. Um, It was cool seeing McVie finally break through and get that championship and put a championship caliber team together. Um, And and he made some shrewd moves. I mean, you really look at what Vegas did. You talk about Petrangelo, you talk about um, Mark stone, you talk about the Jack Eichel trade, which was was phenomenal. Jack
2: Eichel, Jack Eichel was literally the last piece. That was the last piece for Vegas. And when they added Jack Eichel, you are hoisting a cup. And, you know, you shared with me scenes from the post-series celebration. The parade on the Strip was, you they know. Close quite- the Strip for these guys. That's a big deal. Which, I mean, you had to, man. Like, it's Vegas's first major sports championship, right? Like, the Raiders aren't going to win one anytime soon. No, and the A's won't either. Yeah, especially if if it's same if it's same ownership and and, and what they're doing, it's it, it was great. It's great for it was great for Vegas, and you know, and I have some friends that live out in that area that they you know they, they you know the city adopted that franchise with wide open arms. They've been there to they show up and they showed out for for the parade. Uh, I noted that um, I noted that you didn't go.
1: No, I i got I got too much stuff happening at home. Um, I got to go to got to go up to Fresno tomorrow for st- for work, even though the rest of the office is closed to celebrate Juneteenth. But Juneteenth. poor me. Woe is me. Won't be. Uh, but yeah, like you're saying, Vegas was the original, you know, the original franchise. They're not a transplant. They're a homegrown franchise. The, the franchise that showed. What a sports town Vegas could be without the Knights, you don't have the Raiders, you don't have the A's right. getting a bill passed to build a multi billion dollar whatever the hell it is stadium on the Strip. So, it, with That's the Knights, and you don't and you don't way. have it, it, and you don't have the Seattle it, Kraken following this blueprint, you know?
2: Right, game game day on the Strip, by the way, for a baseball game, but, it's gonna be crazy, I, man. I might, I mean, I might need to get back out west during baseball season. And be like, Greg go into the Cardinals A's game yeah. or whatever they change. Why
1: not? Name. I mean, really, you just make a weekend. Why not,
2: if it's on the Hell strip yeah.
1: like that, why not? Yeah. I mean, right. the, the, uh, the games, <laughs> I'm just thinking during the summer where you go from 60 to 70 degrees in Oakland to 105 and 110 in Vegas, hopefully they put right. a dome on that thing or something. Yeah. So I, I, just,
2: I, I can't imagine they don't go the way the the Arizona Diamondbacks do and have the retractable roof and the air conditioned stadium. You know, it's going to be something to to behold when that stadium, if that stadium gets built, when that stadium gets yeah, I mean, built,
1: anything like Allegiance it's, it's going to be really cool.
2: Yeah. They're going to go all in. All right. So congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights and their fans on a Stanley cup victory. Now you got to do it all over again. I'm sure Vegas itself has already put you as an odds on favorite because that's what we do. But if there's one championship that's extraordinarily difficult to repeat, it's, I mean, it's any professional championship, but I would argue the Stanley Cup is probably the hardest in my in my humble.
1: And I mean, also, I know this is hockey talk, but I mean, shout out to the Denver Nuggets winning their first championship. Everything that went wrong at the parade, notwithstanding, and that's a big problem. But uh, it's kind of cool when you get a situation with the two sports that, kind of run parallel to each other most of the year as far as scheduling and and that sort of thing and you both and for the first time ever you get two first time well i don't know about ever but uh it's rare that you get two first time champions and yeah you know teams like denver who's been around for 47 years and never done anything and and they finally break through and now you got the knights who have been around for all of six years air quoting finally break through.
2: but but killing that west you know killing that east coast you know, love affair with some of these sports. That's a, that's a good deal. Great, great for the Western half of the country. And yeah, great for the people of Colorado, great for the people of Nevada. And now you got to do it again. And we're going to do a little bit more. We're going to get into some all too early off season stuff. Things have already started happening most notably on the coaching staff front in a couple of organizations. We've already got some new head coaches. We've got some new assistant coaches. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. You're listening to Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
2: All right, welcome back to Hockey Talk here on The ChairShot Radio Network, part of TheChairShot.com. We encourage you to always use your head. Remember, if you want to support us And keep us on your radio airwaves. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and invest in one of our mini-shirt designs. They're only $19.99. Or if you're feeling fancy want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more. Get it soft style. we got tons of designs, all kinds of shows, all kinds of things that make us us here at The Chair Shot Radio Network. Uh, Easily found at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. All right, Dave. One season ends, another one begins. The offseason has kicked off in force. We've already had a couple of coaching changes. Let's let's start start with my St. Louis Blues, who had a very disappointing season. Not that there were high Stanley Cup aspirations going into the season, but there were playoff aspirations for the St. Louis Blues going in. And they faced the season with a resounding thud. This year did not play well at all. We're, you know, hovering in that last spot in the playoffs to missing it all together. Of course, they did miss the playoffs all together. Craig Berube, his seat is officially hot. And as it is with most sporting teams, sports teams, if you're not going to fire the head coach, the first thing you do is you start making changes to the coaching staff working with the head coach. And the Blues did that this week. As they t- added on two new assistant coaches, as Mike Weber will join the club as an assistant coach, and Michael Babcock will join as a skills coach. And to me, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do. You know, as the coaching staff, they they have good reputations in, in the NHL and, and around the league. But this is this I what I sent I this to you underneath it. I wrote. Baruby's last chance. This is Barubi's last chance to put something solid together for, for the St. Louis Blues franchise. Cause we're running out of patience. And so the next thing that'll happen will be, and hey, you're fired.
1: Right. And and don't, don't kid yourself for a second that putting Mike Babcock in as an assistant coach, isn't a not so subtle uh, verification. Hey, we of what got you're a saying. guy. Yeah. And got he got a guy. guy with a lot of coaching experience. I think he's won a Stanley yes. cup. Um, and so, yeah, if, if they start slowly, um, I would not be surprised to see Bruby get the, get the hook and they insert Babcock as a head coach and go from there. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence
2: at all. Yeah, no, it's not at all. It's the, the, the goodwill of 2019 has finally, like, that's what it is. Uh, you know, and you can sit there and be like, oh, he's just a skills coach. No,
1: you you don't bring in a guy like that for a skills coach.
2: Well, here's what I, here's what I think is interesting is that Weber and Babcock round out the Blues' coaching staff after a search led by Craig Berube. So they're going to tell you, "Oh yeah, I picked these guys." Right? Like, I, I, yeah, yeah, no,
1: no, no. uh, yeah. Like you're saying, it it it's it's a "What have you done for me lately?" thing, and it's right, been right. you know four years since the Blues won the championship. Uh, as somebody watching what my caps have been through with one year extra removed from there from the 2018 champs. Yeah, you can see. I mean, we've gone. We're on our third coach now right. since the yeah. since the
2: cup win. No, so, well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. You're confusing Mike. We're confusing Mike Babcock. This is the former NHL coach's son, Mike Babcock. Oh, this okay. Mike Babcock's only 28. Okay, never mind that. He uh, he was with the Ottawa Senators. No, I I thought it was the same too. Doesn't change thing. Um, they're not going to put that Mike Babcock as the uh, as the head coach, but
1: there's still his
2: dad's out there somewhere yeah yeah Seed is hot she's at the other big coaching announcement that that i shared uh with you uh we all the, you know the new york rangers they they fired their head coach we're bringing they were bringing in peter laviolette again they are bringing him back to be the new head coach of the new york rangers um they, you know you knew we knew we knew somebody was going to get hired. I'm not particularly surprised by a guy who has been a head coach in you know many, many other places. Uh, most notably, the New York Islanders, the Hurricanes, the Preds, the Caps, the Caps. I know a Dave, little something I think about. You, I, think I know he, a little something yeah, Dave, about this. I think guy. Dave 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 may have messaged some like good luck with that. Uh, I don't think Laviolette. Like you don't get you don't get to be a coach for as long as Laviolette's been without being good at it. Um, he has jumped around a lot, and I think
1: I messaged you when this came in, and I said, you know, maybe with the younger core like he has, there's a lot of talent on that Rangers team. Um, he can do more than he did with the Capitals. Um, but at the same time, the Caps weren't exactly schlubs, you know, when he came in, and right. you know they're they're competitive, and you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, it's hard to say with Laviolette because did he get a fair shake of things? You know, I, I don't know that, that, you know, you look at the first two years of the that he was there, you know, they get bounced by Boston in five games in a series that they really kind of <laughs> shit away in in one game. Uh he takes Florida to six games in a series that I think you and I both said, the Caps probably should have won that series. You know, they blew that one as well. Um, and then they don't make the playoffs this year. So he accomplished a little something, but I, I do think his coaching style with what the Rangers have, the Rangers have a, a different sort of, you get you got a lot, like I said, a lot of young talent. He can work with them, make them competitive. I think he'll have a fire under him to kind of prove that he still has it. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe he's a good fit for the Rangers. Um, he has been around a lot. He does have a Stanley Cup to his credit. Uh, things did not go yep. like we wanted to in Washington. But again, you know, he had the poor guy to juggle lots of injuries in this last season with Washington. If the Rangers stay healthy, you know, yeah, I expect the Rangers are going to be really good.
2: Yeah, I I think he he won one Stanley Cup. He's been to the finals with two other teams as well. So it's you're you're not getting you're not getting a schlub of a coach. You're getting a known coach like he's he's a heck of a guy. So. We'll just have to see. We'll have to see if this is the right piece. Again, is this the last piece for a for a team that really expected to to go deep in the Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, and was I out think, quick. I think, yeah, Laviolette
1: with 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 established talent, who's younger talent, and not like guys you're bringing in from the minors um, to insert them in the lineup, which is what he was going to have to deal with with Washington. Probably the Rangers are a better fit for him than than um, you know sticking around with the Caps for any 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 longer period of time.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see what else is what else is going on? Uh let's go back to the Stanley Cup Finals I man. You you mentioned Matthew Kachuk playing hurt. Uh gotta talk about Aaron Ekblad too, who is going to miss the start of training camp. because he was playing on a broken foot and played through the Stanley Cup final on a broken foot. So let's talk Warriors. That's a warrior. Uh
1: yeah, no said, shortage. His
2: his his quote. That's been a problem for a long time for me, so we're gonna get it fixed. I won't be ready for September, but shortly after that, I dude, why? What, what are you doing? I mean, I get it; it's the cup.
1: Yeah, right? I exactly. I, I mean, I I get you know, can't leave, can't hold anything back. Don't want to leave anything out there on the field. Got it, you know. It's, it's,
2: Stanley yeah. Cup, Stanley Cup final. Can't leave, anything. can't hold anything back now, Dave. That's, that's we know, we know.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I just, I
1: mean, kudos to him, man. That's, that's rough. Yeah.
2: No. All right. So we're, we're not going to be doing hockey talk for a couple of weeks um, or any talk uh, for a couple of weeks off season time. You're the general manager uh, of your, your Washington capitals. What are you doing in the off season?
1: Uh, wow. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's so many gaps with the caps. I, I don't, I don't think they're in full. You know, it's funny. Like, you know, the, the caps and the wizards kind of the two Washington teams are kind of like. Do we go full rebuild or do we not, you know, with the Wizards getting ready to trade Bradley Beal? The caps are like, I don't, I mean, with free agency coming up, I don't know who's going to be out there who, I I mean, I think, you know, the, um, this interesting development that took place, when was it? This was, uh, two days ago, Vancouver buying out the contract of Ekman Larson final four years bought out, um really kind of fell off this last year. He's 31 years old. I don't know if the Caps look at maybe bringing in him. He'd be an interesting choice to bring in as a defenseman. Uh, You know, he's, he's still young enough to be impactful. I don't know what the Caps are going to do. They, I think they really want to ride and see what Carberry is That Spencer Carberry. Is that the new coach? I think Carberry Cadbury, (laughs) I don't know, but I, I, I expect him to want to see what he's got with the young talent. You know, maybe they get I don't I don't expect any of the major free agents that are out there to sign with Washington. They're just there's no reason to. Um, They're not in that position where they're going to immediately contend for the cup. Uh, I mean, the biggest draw that they have is playing with Alex Ovechkin and maybe being there when he breaks that record, which has some allure to it. Sure. You know, but if you're trying to win. I don't think I don't think Washington's a place to go. So I'm not sure what they're going to do. I think they might make a few, uh, you know, fill in some role players and things like that. I don't expect them to be real splashy. Um, you know, they're they're going to they're going to see what they've got with these kids in the system, and they've got some good talent there. So if they develop quicker than you think, then maybe it's something you look at like midseason. If they're in the mix at midseason, you know, maybe they become buyers, and and then you go from there. But yeah, I don't expect a whole lot out of Washington.
2: All right. Final question for you before we put a cap on this episode and the 2022-2023 NHL season. Does, or sorry, do the Ottawa Senators finally get sold now with this rumored group being led by Michael and Lars, uh, and Lar for somewhere in the range of 950 million? Not quite a billion dollars. Does that sale finally happen? Do the Ottawa Senators have a new owner by the time training camp hits in the fall? Yes, they do. Think this is the one? This is, yeah.
1: I've heard everything I'm hearing is that this is almost a done deal. Shit, this might get done before the commander sale gets done the way that that's going. (laughs) So, who knows? All right. Well...
2: There well, you have it. I have, I have a
1: question for you, Mr. Prognosticator. How yeah. do you do you think Vegas will repeat next year? Or is it too soon to tell?
2: I, I don't because it doesn't happen in the NHL very often. Uh, it just doesn't. And you know, outside of that special Tampa run not too long ago, where what was it? They went three in a row?
1: No, nah, they won they won two. They went, went back to three. The they won two. Ah, uh, Pittsburgh went back to back right. in 2016 and 2017, but be- before then, it hadn't been since what Things the Red of. Wings in the 90s, the late 90s.
2: Right. So I think the odds are long. I would take the field on that bet uh, any day, and I don't, I don't know that I have a too early, a too early prediction. Uh, because Boston had this monster year, but they're old, uh, still old,
1: and we still don't. Uh, Colorado, we don't know what's happening with Bergeron. Um, or, or Colorado's
2: window feels smaller. Um, I like Dallas a lot, oddly enough. I thought that, you know, they showed a lot in the playoffs and, uh, I'm still in on the Rangers. I, I don't know. I believe in them. Carolina also showed some stuff, you know, this, this time around, but
1: Florida is going to be good next year. Very good next year. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, they were good this year. Yeah,
1: exactly. Vegas. If they stay healthy. They'll be, they'll be really good
2: yep. team to watch. Actually, Man- I got it. It's the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, right? No. Um, <laughs>
1: I think the Blackhawks will be improved with Bedard, but it depends when they get him up and running, but uh team to watch. I think Seattle Kraken is a team to watch next year.
2: Oh, look, an expansion team
1: made the playoffs, knocked out the defending champs. Stunned, I tell you. Took the stars to set. Yeah, I think, I think Seattle is a couple players away from being a new Vegas and I can't wait for the yeah. Seattle Vegas rivalry to heat up. That's going to be great. I
2: really wanted to heat up. That'll be good stuff. All right, folks. There you have it. That'll close the book on our NHL season cover for this year uh, with Hockey Talk. When Dave and I come back in a couple of weeks, it will be time for musical chairs to make its triumphant return. Dave's got a little bit of time. I got to go back in time and be like, what bands have I used <laughs> for so, musical still, chairs? Where's
1: my list at? Okay, yeah, I still right, got it. You got, all right, I got my running list. That,
2: yep, all right. Gotta dig that bad boy up because because Musical Chairs is coming back. In the meantime, you're just going to have to be patient, listen to some extra bandwagon nerds because that, that show is evergreen. It never goes away. Dave, we're going to get out of here. Tell everybody how to find you on the socials and where to listen to you on the Chair Shot Radio Network.
1: You can find me on Twitter at attitudeag, That is at Attitude A-G-G, and Facebook.com. Slash attitude of aggression.
2: And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S T L N G R E A L I S D. You can listen to me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Monday talking nerdy stuff with bandwagon nerds. Tuesdays, hockey and music when I'm doing here with old Dave Ungar doing uh hockey talk slash musical chairs. And then Wednesdays talking wrestling with one Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco show. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Thank this you, everyone. Seasons for listening. edition of
1: Hockey Talk. We're done. Yeah. We're
2: thank, done you, buddy. thank you, everyone, for following us this season, listening to our bad takes, listening to our gross overreactions, listen to us predict everything incorrectly. It's half the fun of Sports right. Talk Radio. And we bring it for you. I ultimately win on the 70-second guess of who will win the Stanley Cup playoffs. Thank you again, everyone. We will catch you next time. This has been Hockey Talk on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com